0: Salutations, my friends. Salutations. It's Tuesday, which means it's Instagram through uh, We got uh, the revolution is coming by buckets bringing us in. Yeah, man. Really, really smooth stuff. Uh, you know, I kind of, uh, I made today's show a little bit easier on myself because of the break that we will be taking. I, uh, I won't lie to you guys. You know, I had a show with our exclusive members this past Friday, and, you know, some of them were able to see the obviously distressed look I'm taking on. And that's definitely not by choice definitely not by choice Um, I think it's by exposure I think um, the easiest way to say it is everybody around me has been looking at me like hey what's up with you what's going on and I think the easiest way to say it is I just have a lot of frustration Um, and I talked about that this past week on the episode how uh, just last week this past Thursday I was like overcome by such rage and fury that I ended up taking a knee. Not like Colin Kaepernick, you know, not like these cops, not like any of that crap, but clearing out like a little bit of brush, finding myself like a nice little log right there, pulling out the headphones, bending the knee, and asking God for clarity and saying, dear God, please help me by giving me the clarity that I need to continue to do your work here. Um, And that's not something that I do. It's not something I don't, I don't, I'm don't. i always over here trying to talk to you guys about, you know, controlling your emotions and doing all this cool stuff, you know, uh, overpowering your, your, your flesh and stuff like that. And here I am on a hike trying to relieve stress, getting closer to God and nature. And I felt such, such rage that I wanted to start slinging hatches, hatchets in people's faces. And I thought, good Lord, what is wrong with me? This is not normal. So I had to ask essentially for clarity. Now that kind of gives you guys like a, 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 a window into the mental and emotional state I'm in right now. Um, as we're going back into the second wave, we're gonna be experiencing a lot of emotional and mental and obviously spiritual battery. We talked about this throughout the entirety of the whole lockdown, the evolution of warfare, uh, how we saw at least a year's worth of suicide in four weeks and so I'm very, very worried about that. And so my mind doesn't necessarily drift towards that. Yeah, obviously I'd never kill myself. I love myself. I love my life. But the, the the amount of stress that one takes on being in this position, showing up week after week, doing this type of work day in, day out, it, it weighs on a it weighs on a brother. You know, that's the easiest way to say it, man. It weighs on a brother. And so people don't understand this stuff, but this is why we do this type of work so people understand what it takes consistently if you want to change in your own life and what it actually takes to like to influence people on a greater scale. You see, um, I I freak out because I don't realize like the type of person I'm becoming, but I realize that there are other people that actually value what I say and what I do. And that's a crazy anointment, that's a crazy blessing. And so again, just being in this position, I'm learning to own up to more accountability, step into whatever I've been given, uh, and really understand the times, man. Like, there's no easy way to say it. Everything we're talking about here is extraordinarily true and dangerous. Uh, it's just, <laughs> and I've been saying this to kind of cop myself out. I'll say this and I'll start talking the topics and stuff. I've been trying to get myself like a cop out, you know, saying, oh, I'm only 28, shucks. I should be at the bar, I should be watching football, I shouldn't be doing this, well what the fuck else should we be doing? Really. If if we're not talking about the restoration of society, you're gonna to contribute to the degradation thereof. What the hell else should we be doing? And so I'm trying to give myself a cop out saying, oh, you know, I'm only twenty-eight, I shouldn't be doing this. Oh, I should be doing something else, blah 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 No, you shouldn't. We're doing exactly everything we should be doing. And Acting as if cowardice is the only way is what got us here. We should be doing more. So taking a break, you know, I I think that's kind of why I'm like this. Obviously it's very hard for me to pull away and, you know, pull back and detach and disconnect from all this stuff because of that compulsion that I feel. And so that cowardly mindset that I sometimes entertain, and I'm sure you guys entertain it as well, you have to realize that it's only a moment, it's temporary. And we'll talk more about that later on. I just wanted to give you guys like a quick snapshot into what's going on in my life, why I'm taking the break, what it's like being in this position, and why we have to do all this work, man. You know, uh, there's no no easy way to say this, but the future requires the best from all of us. So, that's what I got, that's my intro. That's my intro, that's my intro. Now, cool, speaking of other things, I'll I'll say this, bro, and then I'll start getting into stuff. I'll, I'll read the topics and stuff. I was watching uh, Jesse Spots' YouTube channel because he's a great, I like his channel, you know, and he's getting this apartment and I would definitely recommend you guys go donate to him, to get an apartment, it's very cool, very simple. And I thought, shucks, why am I so willing to go give money to this person who I don't even know, whose channel I follow, who I've tried to get on the show, why am I so willing and ready to go give money to him when I can't even get people to donate to me? Well, EJ. That's because you're too damn smart to be asking for donations. You're too damn smart to be asking for handouts. You, being in this position that we're in, we've gotta figure out more. We're always talking about creating a system of empowerment, that pro-human renaissance-based future. And you're not gonna get there asking for handouts. And so I just wanted to say that real quick, to interject, to let you guys know again, where my mindset's at, and what's required of us to move forward. Let me talk about these topics, and then I'll do my cute little intro with all these updates and junk. Um, we're going to be talking about the nihilists, the, athe- the atheists, the collapsed civilization, the post-industrial revolution, the fourth industrial revolution. I also pulled out my good old-fashioned copy of Agenda 2030, the transformation of our world. That has a huge part in what we're going to be dealing with in the first segment, and a video from the World Economic Forum. Talking about the Great Reset, afterwards we'll get into things like the second wave. Uh, I'm sure people are very curious about COVID-19 and are we going back into lockdown, things like that, the vaccine and more, was this a bioweapon? We'll get into that. And then in the final segment, uh, if we have time, I'll try to touch on things like red-pilling family and friends, you know, is now the time, uh, things to investigate, how to influence the masses, if you even wanna influence the masses. Uh, Being keepers of the time and so on and so forth so yeah if we can and obviously we'll be taking your guys's questions and stuff in the second segment uh, so obviously a very information-packed episode but before we do I told you guys that I would be making a video for exclusive or for uh, not exclusive members for the podcast for New Leaf Natural's new formula they got these cool little boxes and it came in last week and as you can see the seal is still on it I had to practice a lot of patience. I basically left it in the office and didn't touch it for an entire week because I wanted to open it up here. Get that sound sensory. I wanted to open it up for you guys because if I would have done it as I'm doing right now, I would have dirt it and it wouldn't have been cool. But I wanted to do the unboxing here in front of you guys to show you what it's like and what it looks like. It so says, share your story, elevate your health. It's got cool little buttons in there, boom, boom. You know, and I love that, dude. I love that. I also love the fact that, and this is you This is you guys too, like the audience. Your guys' dollars, your support, you're following us for the, pff, shucks, almost two or three years that we've had New with Naturals has helped develop this. This packaging, this new formula, because they are like made in America. I think their herb is grown in California. I think their herb is grown in California. And then like, It's grown in California and then it's like done and processed all up over there in Colorado and they ship nationwide. And so, you know, if we're all about American-made everything, well, heck yeah, go get yourself some new Leaf Naturals American-Made CBD. super cool. Um, It's non-psychoactive. I like to use it whenever I get done working out. Um, They have all kinds of different stuff. I'll put the link for that in the description bar below. Uh, But I wanted to unbox that here. I'll put that there. Boom. I got to do it. I gotta gotta read a little bit of the back. It is a full spectrum. CBD, it says our proprietary genetics allows us to naturally create a whole plant CBD extract that is highly concentrated in CBD and contains significant amounts of secondary cannabinoids like CBC, CBG, CBN, and more. Cannabinoids work synergistically with each other and are more effective when they are found together versus when they are isolated. This is known as the entourage effect. And it goes on to talk about organic and neutral, lab verified, uh, CO2 extracted, all kinds of cool stuff. I really do like this box. So I'm going to keep it, but um, yeah, boom, it's because of people like that. And this plays a huge part in what we'll be talking about um, later on with the post-industrial revolution and the socio-economic reformation, why it's important that people begin to vote with their dollars and vote with their lifestyle, creating a system of empowerment versus a system of slavery. Things like this started. Um, I was saying earlier this, or earlier this morning, you know, imagine having money in oil, like old money, old, old money in oil and having money in just like a system of slavery. And then on the flip side, imagine having money in say renewable technology, right? Water filtration, air uh, purification systems, CBD oil, storable goods, diets, uh, 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 nutraceuticals. That to me is a system of empowerment. What we are doing these days are paying more into the system of enslavement. So yes, go get yourself some newly, some newly natural CBD oil. Use promo code Faction and get yourself 20% off. Now, I'll say this real quick, because again, this plays in a huge part with the socioeconomic reformation. i make it sound glorified, like it's gonna be some quick flip of the switch like the lockdowns. That's not gonna be the case. It's gonna be pretty rough. In that time period, you're gonna see inflation, you're gonna see a lot of stuff that's going on with Venezuela. That's why we pay attention to that for years, hyperinflationary collapse. Uh, this, uh, get yourself some my Patriot supply, storable goods. This is what we've been promoting throughout the entirety of this lockdown. If you don't have food, you're gonna start freaking out. Uh, we saw with the protests, when they started destroying stuff, we advocated it then. The distributor that we used, they opened up two new factories during the, during the lockdown, got approved by the FDA, got more people in there, So while there's upwards of now half, it's not even upwards of 46 million Americans, now half of Americans, half of of the American population isn't working. I don't know how, but these people were able to bypass all that, having this system of empowerment, getting you what you need. So I put that link in the description bar below because, again, these are the type of people I like to mess with people that understand the challenge, the charge that we're given. Don't buckle, innovate, adapt, and overcome. That's why we fuck with them, period. I wouldn't be, I would not be bringing people over here in front of you guys saying, Oh, hey, these guys, you know, diddled off. Don't fuck with them. No, I'm going to come in front of you guys and tell you, Hey, listen, this is the type of stuff you need in your life. These people are understanding of the mission. We've talked with them. They understand what's going on. Mess with them or don't. That's not our prerogative. We're just trying to give you guys the tools that you need to move forward. And I I have exclusive members talk, you know, blah, 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 if you guys want to support us for real, you really want to get behind the scenes, join our exclusive members program, patreon.com forward slash freedom faction. That's what you see right there. Um, And that's enough of the updates I've consumed, enough of your time. Let me begin to talk to you guys about all the things that we're breaking down. You know, I saw a fantastic meme that was misquoted. It It was a little bit of fake news. I don't, I don't really care about who and from what and whatever, but I went back and I found the actual legitimate quote, it came from Albert Pike. He talks about, and for people who don't know, Albert Pike is like one of the most infamous Freemasons in the world, rights, morals, and dogma, infamous, really, really, really. <laughs> I'll read the quote here and I'll continue on, it says, quote, we shall unleash the nihilists and the atheists. And we shall provoke a great social cataclysm, which in all its horrors will show clearly to all nations the effect of absolute atheism, the origins of savagery and the most bloody turmoil. Then everywhere, the people will be forced to defend themselves against the world minority of the world revolutionaries and will exterminate those destroyers of civilizations and the multitude disillusioned with Christianity, whose spirits will be from that moment without direction and leadership and anxious for an ideal, but without knowledge where to send its adoration, they will receive the true light through the universal manifestation of the pure doctrine of Lucifer, brought fought, brought finally out in the public view, a manifestation which will result in a general reactionary movement, which will allow or which will follow the destruction of Christianity and atheism, both conquered and exterminated, at the same time we shall unleash the nihilists and the atheists. I I find it uh, disgustingly marvelous that I'm able to find this quote of Albert Pike, infamous Freemason. He goes on later on to talk about like religious wars and you know using different factions of religion to like exterminate themselves. So again get the world to accept Lucifer, and that's exactly where we are today. I talked about that the, just last week with you guys, where they're tearing down these statues that your God is next. I joked tongue-in-cheek uh, on the podcast episode this past week about, well, when they, turned, when they tear down these, uh, these statues of George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, all these other people, they'll put up Greta Thunberg. But you know what's interesting, before we go down that whole thought line, What's interesting is Albert Pike's statue was actually taken down as well. That's right. The erasists that I talked about just last week, the communists, the nihilists, the atheists, they took down Albert Pike's statue last week. Yeah, four days ago. Real talk. You can go look it up. Boom. I'm reading right here. Uh, four days ago from the Hill. Trump called for the toppled Albert Pike statue to be restored in D.C. Brigadier General Albert Pike. So. I'm out here in New Mexico, a couple of weeks ago we had that whole fiasco about the New Mexico Civil Guard rebelling against these racists and tearing down statues. Trump hasn't mentioned any statues to be restored, other than the very one that we talked about right there. The unleashing of the nihilists and the atheists. Now, why is that important to me? But yet, why is that important to someone as paranoid as myself? We're talking about, if you ask me again, the deep state, different warring factions, the civil war, things such as this nature. The Freemasons still run the show, if you ask me. It's the people at the top that Trump does work for that's allowing some of this to take place. That's just kind of how my mind thinks, you know, because again, the Georgia the Georgia Guidestones are still up. The Baphomet statues are up. Very few Ten Commandments statues are up, but you get what I'm saying. So just, just think about this, the unleashing of the nihilists and the atheists. How many times have I come before you, my friends, and talked to you about this? The nihilistic spirit, the apathetic spirit, the suicide spirit, the guilt, the shame, all these different types of things and more. They are unleashing that. They've weaponized it. Okay? That's, and, I, and I said this on the podcast episode uh, that I can't fault some of these people because some of them literally are mentally ill. I'm going fucking crazy before your eyes. There are some people that are generally mentally ill that are not well, that are insane, that are out there using this moment. To 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 jump on the bandwagon, and when, when we've talked about this in the past too—the weaponization of uh, lunacy, and all this other stuff. The mental illness that's out there—it's a very real thing. Um, and then when you combine the social factors of people not working, not getting, not receiving their medications, not getting their Starbucks—you know—all this other, all this other stuff—we're dealing with people who are not mentally well, who don't have a a a a. solid foundation based here in reality that don't have an effective spiritual cycle a psycho spiritual configuration we're dealing with fucking crazy people there's no other way to say it and so that's again those nihilists those atheists whipping them together okay and we've talked about that before you so many times that I feel like it's just mind-blowing but to see them saying provoking a great social catechism because we care about these people because we care about humanity we care about society and more we are being weaponized and having our hearts turned hatred against this. It's a very, very sophisticated plan, but again, that's why I tell you the Freemasons are still in control. We may not be aware of the party or at least aware of the Ops or what's going on in the agenda, but again, somebody's in control of all this chaos. Now, somebody wants me to talk about the collapse of civilization. I think they have that thought process up because of everything that they're seeing these days, Uh, and they're not wrong. Again, we're past 46 million Americans not working. Some people are saying that we're what? <laughs> that the half of, half of America isn't working. I find that very, very distressing to believe I'm gonna go with just the 46 million Americans for now. But think about that, 46 million Americans not working. And prior to this, we talked about men not wanting to be men, women not wanting to be women. Well, what the hell you think's gonna happen? Everybody's switching genders and shit, nobody working, getting high, doing a bunch of drugs, losing our fricking mind. What do you think is going to happen? We will cause the societal collapse. Sad truth. Sad truth. We will cause the, the societal collapse. And that could be attributed to some degree to ourselves. But at the same time, look at how fast they instituted lockdowns. We didn't cause that. The lockdowns are, again, a part of a larger goal, the socioeconomic reformation. But when you see what they've done to us, what we think we should be paying attention to, man, like where our priorities are. So I'm saying, what the hell else should I be doing? I'm 28. I shouldn't be doing everything else they're telling me to do though. That's the problem. We're dealing with a collapsed system. We have to create something different. So we can go along with the collapse or we can, get, or we can begin to start talking about something new. The collapse of civilization, I don't think it's gonna be as, I don't think it will be that. I think that it's gonna be a manufactured collapse, a controlled collapse, no doubt. That's what we're seeing right now. You know, again, 46 million Americans. I don't think people can picture a 1,000 people in a room. Try to picture 46 million Americans just sitting at home, okay? Not, not doing anything, just sitting at home. Try to picture that. And then have their jobs taken from them. And then let the first month go by, the second month go by, the third month go by, the fourth month go by. This plays in a, a huge part of what we'll talk about in the next segment with the second wave. But think about this. The battery that people are under. And then the only offer that they, the only job or the only opportunity they offer is contact tracing. So I don't think the collapse of civilization will happen. I think the manufacturing collapse will allow for this to take place. But here, let me, let me, let me kind of read this article to, 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 to moreover prove my point. to put this up before coming on uh, to the air with you guys. National corn shortage forcing customers to pay with exact change or card only. We put this up June 3rd, it's by Ricky Scaparo over there, In Times Headlines. And it says basically with this little note right here that due to the shortage of coins from the Federal Reserve, if possible, please, please pay with the exact change or use the debit card or contactless payment. So that to me tells me that, I don't wanna say our money's running out, but whenever the COVID-19 situation started unfolding, they began to quarantine money that was coming in from China because, well, they were suspect. They were skeptical that some of the money could be used to transmit the virus. They thought that because of the surface exposure of the virus or whatever, that it could be used as like a transmission vector point. And so they began to quarantine money. Now, that's just in response to the virus. People not being able to go to 7-Eleven and have their coins changed. That's a little bit more in depth. I think what I'm trying to say is how do you begin to talk about a shortage of money? How do you begin to talk about inflation? How do you begin to talk about like <laughs> the dollar being devalued? How do you talk about, again, the socioeconomic reformation? Yeah, you can say that real quick, but how do you live it? You see, let me see if I can get this clip up for you guys. I'll, uh, I'll play this clip for you guys and then we'll, we'll, we'll continue on afterwards. It's, uh, and I won't play it in its entirety, it's just of the World Economic Forum talking about the Great Reset. Uh, and again, this is the restructuring society on a technical basis. This is why we already see them talking and instituting this language of essential workers. You guys hear my chicken out there? That's my only room. His name's Corona. He's probably going to do that like two or three more times because he likes to be a dickhead. Yeah, so we're going to play this clip of the World Economic Forum talking about the Great Reset, and then we're going to come back talking uh, more about that, the socioeconomic reformation and more. Let's listen.
1: Now is the historical moments the time, not only to fight severe violence, but to shape the system
2: we have a unique but rapidly shrinking window of opportunity to learn lessons and reset ourselves on a more sustainable path. It is an opportunity we have never had
0: before and may never have again. So we must use all the levers we have at our disposal, knowing that each and every one of us has a vital role to play. Now is the time to think what history would say about this crisis.
3: And now is
0: the time for
3: all of us to define our own role. What is it that would make it so that history would look at this crisis
4: as the great opportunity for reset? The Great Reset is a welcome recognition that this human tragedy must be a wake-up call. It is imperative that we reimagine, rebuild, redesign, reinvigorate and rebalance our world. Rebalancing investment, harnessing science and technology, and advancing the transition to net zero emissions, all elements of the Great Reset are fundamental to building the future we need.
2: The world's problems fit on three sides of a triangle. It's one versus many, man versus nature, and the unfortunate foundation is long-term versus short-term. We had already income.
0: Now, I would definitely recommend you guys go see that. We posted that video on our uh, page, on our IGTV. Uh, For people that need to, we will attach the link in the description bar below if you want to watch it. It's about five minutes long. I don't want to take up too much of you guys' time watching it. But think about what we're gradually discussing here. And again, I think one of the reasons I trip out is what I've been saying throughout the entirety of this. Who benefits from the COVID-19 lockdowns? Who benefits from coronavirus? the telehealth, the telecom industries, right? Bill Gates. All of these other uh, technocratic organizations, Amazon. Now you've got uh, 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 Elon Musk trying to get into the picture, right? You've got all these different telehealth, telecom industries trying to get involved. But again, this goes back to restructuring society on a technical basis, declaring people essential workers, uh, instituting eventually austerity measures. And fucking Corona. It's funny because that's what I say, we, even though he's my chicken. Um, not just like to Coronavirus, but just like in general. I'm like, fucking Coronavirus. Corona. Um, but again, this ties into the restructuring of society on a technical basis, essential workers, and eventually austerity measures. We're seeing this with food shortages. We're seeing this again with coin shortages. They're not going to tell you outright that, hey, we're going into a depression. Hey, the dollar's being devalued hey, these things are happening in society, this is what you need to do to pay attention. But because we look at things like this, Agenda 2030, uh, transforming our world for sustainable development, we look at how they have a plan to, air quotes, eradicate poverty and more, we're able to look at how they do these things. Now, if if my rooster will let me, I'd like to look into, or at least expand upon this thought process of corporatism and the corporate revolution, the cultural revolution, and how this ties into the great reset. Ah, a freaking chicken messed, my, messed, my, uh, messed up my thought process. He's a real dick, dude. I won't lie to you. We got our, uh, our third flock, and there are like four little chickens out there. We got them on the 1st the of May, and he's such a dick, man. Like sometimes I'll see him out there just like pecking, pecking at them because there's a pecking order. And uh, I got to go out there with my walking spear and just kind of shuffle them off. You know, and it's, uh, it, it's just real interesting seeing chickens. But anyway, getting back into what's going on here, these austerity measures, the transformation of society and how that ties into things, people have to understand this is what I mean by a planned collapse, a manufactured collapse. All these things are going on and it may seem as if it is crazy, but the idea of it is for them to end up on top with, with, with control. I just played for you guys real quick the video of the Great Reset, right? The World Economic Forum talking about creating, cre- creating what I would consider Gaiaism, creating this uh, 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 this pro it's, it'll seem pro-human, but it's pro-human, pro-Earth, uh, anti-God agenda. It's an idea, and they talk about it over here. This is why you're already seeing like racial racial justice, reparations, and things like this being talked about, it doesn't make sense to you because they're they're trying to collapse the previous structure because they only have this moment to institute all of this 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 totalitarian control. Here, let me try to see if I could read you guys real quick Uh, something about this because defunding the police ties into it. You know, It's about building communities and racial, yeah, I think this is good right here. Building resilient infrastructure, promoting inclusive and sustainable industrialization and fostering innovation. I think that's it, but don't quote me. Because again, this is all their information. I'm not doing anything other than researching and listening to what these people are telling me and trying to correlate it with everything that's going on. Oh. No, I'm sorry about this, guys. I should have, uh, I definitely should have had this a little bit more prepared. I think, um, I think uh, I'm just going to have to come back from the break and do like a better breakdown of, of, of Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030. But I hope by now you guys get what I'm trying to say. There's an organized plan for the air quotes collapse of civilization, and it's designed uh, to consolidate power. I think that's what we're seeing right now. So, for the sake of time, instead of battling and having to battle my chicken, I'm going to move on talking about the coronavirus and the second wave and all the other stuff that comes with that. Briefly, I wanna play for you guys this clip of Ted uh, Tedros Ghebreyesus talking about how the worst of COVID-19, how the worst of the pandemic has yet to come.
4: Two dangerous combinations. One is, it's fast it's contagious. Second, it's a killer. And it can exploit divisions. Divisions between us across all the lines which I have said. And that's why WHO has been saying, please avoid any division. Any differences could be exploited by the virus and that we have to fight this virus in unison. The worst is yet to come. I'm sorry to say that, but with this kind of environment and condition, we fear the worst. And that's why. We have to bring our acts together and fight this dangerous virus
0: together. Okay. Now, if you trust Dr. Tedros Ghebreyesus, the communist agent, he's saying that we've got a lot more to come. He says that we've got the worst yet to deal with The head of the World Health Organization warned Monday that despite months of government battling the coronavirus pandemic, quote, the worst is yet to come. During a virtual news conference, World Health Director General Tedros Cabrasius said, quote, six months ago, none of us could have imagined our world, our lives, would be thrown into turmoil by this new virus. We all want this to be over. We all want to get on with our lives. But the hard reality is that this is not even close to being over. Now, before I continue on talking about coronavirus, the second wave and all this other stuff, I wanna bring your attention to goal 10 of Agenda 2030, reducing inequality within and among countries. Now you heard Tedros say that we need unity when addressing the coronavirus. You've heard, shucks, man, I forget who it is. It's like the former one of the former prime ministers of the UK. You've heard all kinds of people come out calling for essentially world government in relation to coronavirus, saying we need global governance to deal with coronavirus. You have people saying that they need to take China to court because of coronavirus, because we need to figure out, was well, this a bioweapon Did I just get infected? Who the hell is going to pay for this? Because of this, you're seeing this unification come through right here, uh, gold number Goal number 10, and right here, I think it's uh, goal number 10, part two. It says, by 2030, empower and promote the social, economic, and political inclusion of all, irrespective of age, sex, disability, race, ethnicity, origin, religion, or economic, or other status. If you guys go through this, the whole purpose of Agenda 2030 is to create that global governance system, transforming society so that we are all collectively moving forward in the first path. When I go talk to people about this, about coronavirus, I don't talk about were we bioweaponed, you know, because ironically enough, some people are aware, Bill Gates, the vaccines, China, the fact that it's man-made and more. I try to say that we've been infected, not with the virus, but with authoritarianism, with communism. We weren't acting like this before coronavirus hit. That's why some people might say that it's the CCP virus, it's the Chinese Communist Party virus. But... We weren't acting like this beforehand. Now that we got this virus here, you see us acting real strange. What did we get infected with? Yeah, for sure the virus, but what else? And so, because of this infection, you're now seeing again this global transformation take place: the socio-economic reformation, the socio-political reformation. We're seeing our uh, we're seeing our priorities become drastically realigned with things like universal basic income, uh, 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 medical pay, hazard pay, insurance. Medical care, all this other crazy stuff, right? I'm sure if you guys give me a second, I could bring this up here too. How it talks about that. It talks about, um, it, it there's a section here that talks basically about that, how they want to have health care for all. And if you guys paid attention just the other week, uh, what was it? Melinda Gates said that after black people or after, um, after the healthcare workers. Black people need to get the first shots, alluding to, you know, all this Black Lives Matter protest, saying that, yeah, no, I see all these black people protesting about rights and stuff. They need to be the first ones lined up right after the healthcare workers to get the shot. That doesn't terrify you. I don't know what will. Right here. Uh, goal number three ensure healthy lives and promote well being for all at all ages. And it just goes through here talking about how they're going to save the world and how they're going to reduce deaths and they're going to make sure that they give you this gift of free healthcare. Right here, uh, the very first one says by 2030, reduce the global maternal mortality ratio to less than 30 or less than 70 per 100,000 births, uh, live births. Um, Right here, achieve universal health coverage, including financial risk protection, access to quality essential healthcare services, and access to safe, effective quality and affordable essential medicines and vaccines for all. Uh, Goal number 3.8. This is their plan. They are using COVID-19 as the means to set up this global government. Now, let's talk briefly about the second wave because you've got people like Dr. Anthony Fauci saying that we may not get herd immunity if too many people refuse the coronavirus vaccine. Where is the second wave coming from? One of the conversations I was having, or one of the conversations I was having uh, just to the day, we were kind of wargaming this. One of my buddies, long time listener of the show, guest on the show, you guys know him, Adam of Shimano Philosophy, now the Wayfinder podcast. Um, he's been doing some traveling because they've let up the restrictions and you know we're talking wargaming about the second wave trying to figure out what's going on and it's like well shucks man where's this going to come from does it come from exposure does it come from people like myself going to the gym right am i a bad person because i went and had a bar am i or had a beer at a bar am i going to be contact traced where are the second wave fears coming from you get me? Is it people getting these 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 um, these vaccines, these shitty vaccines and then having like these cross reactions inside their system and then going out and exposing other people? Where is the second wave coming from? I want to play for you guys real quick this clip of uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci saying that we might not get herd immunity if too many people reviews the coronavirus vaccine because people know they don't want it. I doubt seriously
1: that any vaccine will ever be 100% protected. The best we've ever done is measles, which is 97 to 98% effective. Um, oh, that would be wonderful if we get there. I don't think we will. I would settle for a 70%, 75% effective vaccine because that would bring you to that level of would be herd immunity level. If only say
2: 70 75% of Americans are willing to get the vaccine and it's only say i think you just said 70 75% effective is that going to get us to herd immunity?
1: No, yeah, unlikely, and that's one of the reasons why we have to make sure we engage the community as we're doing now to get community people to help us for people to understand that we are doing everything we can to show that it's safe and that it's effective and it's for the good of them as individuals and in society to take the vaccine.
0: Wow, you imagine being that big of a scumbag? (laughs) I couldn't. Dr. Anthony Fauci said that while he is, quote, cautiously optimistic that a coronavirus vaccine will be available by the start of 2021, he thinks that it's unlikely that the US would reach herd immunity if too many people refused to take it. The top infectious disease expert told CNN that he would settle for a vaccine that was 70% to 75% effective, but warned it was quote, unlikely that the US would be able to quell the outbreak if 30% of the population refused to be vaccinated. He wants to kill off 30% of the, of, of the population, super easy. Blind, mindless sheeps, fools that would just run to go get a shot in their arm, with some unknown disease, hell yeah, kill off 30% of the population, they're fucking retarded anyway these dumb assholes wanna run around with a freaking mask on, trying to shame people and get hysterical LET THEM, this is the sad truth, LET THESE PEOPLE It's because I got excited that they had to pause it, but um, you guys get what I'm saying People are refusing the coronavirus vaccine because a lot of information is coming out confirming that it's actually less deadly, more contagious. People don't feel that there's a need for a vaccine. We talked about it just last week. There are people that are saying because of the sun and because of going outside, because of what's happening, the, the virus itself is losing its potency. But again, because you have people who are still wrapped in this hysteria, who are still wanting to be validated, validated in a delusion, to end this, they're gonna to rush to get that vaccine. You get me? That's how this works. People don't care about where the second wave come from or how this all happens, they just want it to end. This is what I talked about with Adam. This is a part of that emotional and that mental and ultimately spiritual battery. That's why they locked us down, let it open, let us get exposed, lock it down again, then they'll hold us down forever, however long it takes basically put us up underneath water, hold our ass hostage for however long it takes, open it up again, and then we'll think, oh, shucks, we're finally through this. Because some people, like Dr. Anthony Fauci, they're saying that we're still in the first wave, that the second wave will come whenever we hit more towards the winter, more uh, more towards the colder months, that we're ending the first wave that we haven't even entered into the second wave. So again, there's just some crazy, just crazy, manipulation of information going on to where people aren't being informed. And I think that's kind of where we come in because we have to look past this stuff, be aware of the tactics in order to navigate it. But to get back to the hostage situation that we are under right now, we're in that first wave, that's why they're letting things up. And they're, and, and we're going to go into a second wave, like I said, during that winter time period. And I think that's whenever we'll start seeing a lot more die-offs. Uh, we know that they're messing with the numbers, you guys don't gotta tell me. I know that they're inflating the numbers, I know that the CDC is all fake. I know that. That's why they're trying to come up with another way, okay, hey, how do we get these numbers up? How do we how do we terrify the hell out of people for the rest of the year? This is why you have them saying, oh, there's going to be no school, oh, we're shutting down these events, oh, you know, there's no more uh, basketball or whatever the hell, we're shutting things down. Again, a part of the agenda for 2020. Uh, uh, 21, Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030. You've got to look at the sophistication of this. Um, when you guys when you guys go look at that video of, uh, of the Great Reset, it talks about how they want to have this plan together for the next 10 years. They want to get this global unification on point. Boom. So, I'm not sure how much time we have left, but I want to briefly talk about contact tracing. Was this a bioweapon? And how... This is this this is like defunding the police will lead to the creation of this new fucking Corona of this new uh, uh, force, right? I'll play this clip briefly of a uh, Hawk Newsom, one of the founders, not the Marxist leftist founder, but one of the founders of Black Lives Matter saying, hey, we need to treat crime as if as if it's a mental health crisis. That's the shift that you're going to see defunding the police will create these uh, community social workers that take care of the contact tracing. That's the easiest way to explain it. Uh, Because I was, not was, because I am here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, I had a firsthand example of what was gonna happen. We talked about that. How with defunding the police, they're going to begin sending uh, social workers, to 911 calls to deal with this. So I hope that makes sense. And so is this a bioweapon? contact tracing, defunding the police, and all this stuff is definitely definitely intermixed. Um, but here, let me briefly play for you guys. To be honest, this is why we start a little bit later because I let Rona get his stuff up out of the morning. He's got me up at like four or five in the morning sometimes. He has like a whole routine. This is normally why we start about 1 p.m. Mount Standard Time because I like to let him get his his ruse out. Uh, but here is Hawk Newsom talking about treating crime as if it is a mental health epidemic.
1: If this country doesn't give us what we want, then we will burn down this system and replace it. All right. And I could be speaking fiz- uh, figuratively. I could be speaking literally. It's a matter of interpretation. Afterward, President Trump tweeted his reaction to your statement. This is treason, sedition. Insurrection. Question, sir. What do you accomplish with rhetoric like that? How do you think that helps? Well, here's the thing. A lot of people don't understand how the streets or the people feel. I have an in depth knowledge of this. I live in the Bronx, I live amongst the people. So it's not like I'm sitting here pushing a button or anyone can push that button. But if people keep seeing these images of their babies, of their relatives, of of, of black people being killed, they keep dealing with financial inequality and inequity, and it reaches a point of frustration, then people lash out. This is a matter of inevitability that people will lash out because they're feeling like they're Backed into a corner. But just two years ago, back in 2018, you gave a TED talk in which you preached nonviolence and talked about how during the riots in Baltimore over the death of Freddie Gray, you tried to stop the violence. I want to play a clip of you from just two years ago. Do you have love in your heart? Do you love your neighbor? Do you believe in the Bible? the quran do you believe in your religious teachings because i guarantee you all of them tell you to help your neighbor that man wouldn't have talked about working to burn down the system what happened
0: well i'll tell you what happened money's what happened yeah man money make you act real funny real talk uh, I would definitely recommend you guys go check it out. You obviously get the point, but we're talking about uh, systemic racism, the modern day plight of black people um, and how they're switching this narrative up. So what's going on with Black Lives Matter? I'll leave you guys to understand that, but I'm trying to make the point of defunding the police will lead to contact tracing. I have an article here from the Epoch Times put up June 16th and it talks about Albuquerque sending social workers instead of armed police to some 911 calls. Now. Before I continue on, just think about this, guys. Red flag gun laws, any of that pop up. Contact tracing, disappearing people, right? This is that new form of community policing. Ironically enough, if uh, ironically enough, that is here. I think uh, I, I, I need to do a better job of going through here and finding out these specific goals where it talks about this because again, these are people that talk about peace and prosperity. All that requires is your security and freedom. I'll say that one more time. These people talk about peace and prosperity. All that requires is your security and your freedom and compliance. Uh, let me get into this article. We put this up June 16th by Tom Ozimek of the Epoch Times. And it says the mayor of Albuquerque has announced the creation of a new department of his first responders that will send unarmed social workers rather than police to respond to some 911 calls. Calling it, quote, a first-of-its-kind civilian response department, Albuquerque Mayor Tim Keller said in a press release Monday that the new entity would, quote, restructure thousands of calls on homeless, addiction, and mental health into the hands of trained professionals, while keeping police officers focused on core law enforcement work and, quote, reform efforts. The move comes along a move comes amid calls to review and revise law enforcement practices following the death of George Floyd, who died while in custody of Minneapolis police, sparking protests that rocked America and spread across the world. Now, I'm sure you're wondering, how in God's name did we get over here talking about George Floyd, the protests, contact tracing, all of this stuff when we're supposed to be talking about COVID? You guys remember what I was just mentioning to you beforehand about uh, Melinda Gates saying that after the healthcare workers, Black people need to get the COVID nineteen vaccine. I oh, crap you not. Yeah, right here, boom. I got the ar- I got the article. I got the, I got the stuff to talk about it. June twelfth, signs of the Times. Black people must be vaccinated first for COVID nineteen, or right after the healthcare workers. So you see, because the whole world's a stage. You see the sophistication of the motherfuckers we're talking about here. hmm That's why I'm not smart. I'm just talking about the people doing this type of shit. hmm Nope, see, I'm pretty slow. You guys hear my chickens. I'm a very simple man. But I'm talking about such sophisticated and organized evil that, that, that to, to expose and decrypt it just sounds like lunacy. You see? In a Q&A with Time Magazine ahead of the 2020 Global Vaccine Summit, Gates stated that Black people should be second in line to be vaccinated immediately after healthcare workers. That's right. Thank you, Melinda. I feel so loved. It says at the June 14th summit, co-chair Bill Gates announced that the Gates Foundation would give 1.6 billion dollars to the vaccine lobby to the Vaccine Alliance (Gavi) over the next five years. So what is that? What is that? 2025. 2025. Over the next five years. Trying to habitual or uh, uh, systematically get people to go along with things over the next five years. Black people got to get that vaccine shot. And she goes on to do her whole little virtue signal thing, saying, you know, we've really got to make sure that she's trying to say like poor people, but she just ends up saying black people because, you know, that's how you, these people reveal themselves. That's how it is. After all the work they've done in Africa, killing thousands and millions of black people, sterilizing the hell out of millions of women, they're, they're, they're going to have their fingerprints everywhere. You guys go on to read about it, but she does a little virtue signal dance saying that we need to make this readily accessible for all this. We need to make this uh, uh, cheap because we don't want to have a bidding war to where people are unable to get the vaccine. They want to make it extraordinarily affordable. They want to make sure the black people get that COVID-19 vaccine shot right after the healthcare workers. So you see how that works. They're not going to send cops to people's houses saying, hey, did you go to that Black Lives Matter protest? Were you out there uh, 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 fighting the system? They're not going to go out there and go do that. What they're going to do is they're going to send these social workers. They're going to send these contact tracers. You see. And I'm sure there are red flag gun confiscations and things taking place that, that, that aren't getting reported on, unfortunately. But this is what's going on. Right here. Uh, New York City tells the COVID... What does it say? I'm waiting for it to load. Hurry up. Hurry up. Okay. New York City tells COVID contact tracers not to ask people if they attended Black Lives Matter protests. That's right. We put this up June 15th by summit.news over there, by Paul Joseph Watson. And again, just think about this. Think about the sophistication of what they're doing. You see, so is that the second wave? You see how they they already have the scapegoats, so to speak. They've got the scapegoats let up, they've got the solution let up, they've got it all cherry teed up, ready to go. And all we're doing, unfortunately, is like waiting for this to happen. Because these very same people, the Karens, the Kens, you know, these radicals, these are racists, these, these, these racists, all these people that are out there doing this, unfortunately, we've got to let them do that. We've got to let them destroy themselves, kill themselves, do all this destroying stuff and say, listen, is this more of what we want? The sad part is, is I feel like I literally just said what Albert Pike said right there. Because these people don't care about actual black lives. They don't care about the state of the country. They don't care about COVID. They don't care about any of this stuff. What they care about is destruction. You see. I, uh, I'm i not sure how much time we have left, you know, but I have uh, notes right here from my April 17th exclusive member show where we were talking about the, the worshiping of the image of the beast. And I also have notes from my most recent show I did with them uh, last, last Friday, where we were talking about the worshipers of the nothingness. That's my tongue in cheek kind of funny way of saying that these are Satanists, you know? I could talk about Luciferianism and Satanism and things like this, but I try to give these clever words or clever phrases to really explain the mindset of people. So before I do so, let me read a little bit more of Albert Pike's uh, Unleashing of the Nihilists. I'll read it again, and then I'll get into red peeling family and friends and stuff like that if we have time. He says, quote, we shall unleash the nihilists and the atheists, and we shall provoke a great social cataclysm, which in all its horror will show clearly to all nations the effect of absolute atheism, the origins of savagery and of most bloody turmoil. Then everywhere the people will be forced to defend themselves against the world minority of the world revolutionaries and will exterminate those destroyers of civilization and multitudes disillusioned with Christianity whose spirits will be from that moment without direction and leadership and anxious for an ideal. But without knowledge, where to send its adoration will receive the true light through the universal manifestation of the pure doctrine of Lucifer, brought finally out into public view. A manifestation which will result from a from a general reactionary movement, which will follow the destruction of Christianity and atheism, both conquered and exterminated, at the same time. And so, when I'm telling you guys that that that, that I shouldn't be starting series. <laughs> Where we talk about the rise of Satanism, where we talk about the satanic temple, where we talk about the mutation that's undergone. You can go look at this hashtag we've created, hashtag occult world, hashtag mystic resist, uh, magic resistance, uh, hashtag the witches that buy Trump. You can go look at these hashtags that we put out there and you can go see the evolution as to where we're at today. That's why I haven't had any time to talk about the, the occult world or the rise of the Satanists because they've evolved. That's why I say you scratch an atheist, you get a Satanist. That's what I'm talking about with the, with, with, with the nihilists, the worshipers of the nothingness. You see, not like me. And I'd love to have this discussion. Maybe when I come back from the break, the discussion between my like reincarnation, life after death, you know, things like that, that gives you a whole different perspective as to what life is, how to exist, legacy, history. Stuff like that, people that have no faith in anything, that don't give a shit about anything themselves, that don't see anything after this, that's a whole different understanding. Whole different understanding. You get me? And so it's a deeply spiritual thing that we're talking about here, but the timer just dropped down. It's letting me know that I have about a, a minute and 30 seconds left on the clock. Um, and I didn't really get into red pilling families is now the time. I think I'll do that when we come back from our break, but people, you guys really have to understand we are underneath such spiritual depression that it's dangerous. You know, I know I'm going on my break and I'll probably talk more about that when we come back from it. But, but I think that's why I have such a compulsion to do all this is because I, I I see how fast we've gone down the crap hole and how fast people don't care. Again, the rise of the nihilism, the, 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 the rise of the apathy, the fact that people are becoming more and more godless—that we really don't care—I think I see that. That I see this happening to us, and I have this compulsion to do this, to explain these things, and more. But it just becomes hard for me to pull away uh, because of the times that we're in. Uh, but like I said, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be having uh, your guys's questions, topics, and more guests joining us, and I'll try to finish out this uh, last segment, red-pilling family and friends. Uh, And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noise Arrow, Freedom Faction, out.
5: distance
2: while they're deceiving me it cuts my immunity tv's got control of me i turn it on they say so this is not over yet don't trust the man with the orange skin oh no it comes
1: from china but there has to be some form of punishment solution, uh, which is a year to two years off, is the vaccine.
2: I wear my face mask in my house, so I can, so I can stop a symptomatic disease spread to myself. And I wear my face mask when I bike, so I can, so I can placate all the care i
0: Salutations, my friends. Salutations. We got Pacifics bringing us in. Let go by Pacifics. I won't lie to you the song gets a little weird but like in a good way if you're into that yeah while uh, people join us you know I'll go ahead and say that's a. Uh, obviously I look very very confused and distracted a lot of things in my brain in the previous segment but if you think uh, I look distracted there, imagine what I look like behind the scenes. We have a lot of different things going on and um, I think that's one of the reasons why I just need to take a break. I don't think I'm being effective anywhere. Sad truth. I don't think at, the, at this point with how many different things I have like on my plate and how many irons I have in the fire, I don't think I'm being effective. And so uh, that's why we're taking the break is to get recalibrated, uh, you know, between again the podcast work, uh, our community work, and some of the other business stuff that we're like involved in, I literally borderline feel paralyzed uh, by some of these obligations that I have, and that's not the case. I'm very efficient, or at least I try to be. And so when I realize that I'm not uh, being efficient in other aspects of my life, I begin to just do a self audit, pull back, and check on that. And so that's why I'm taking a break with you guys. Um, If I look distracted, it's because I am distracted. There's no other way to say it. I am a one-man army, one-man show, and putting all this stuff together is only me. Uh, We have guests that occasionally join us, but at the end of the day, it's me banging the button. It's me sitting over here putting this stuff together, risking my neck, and doing this, that, and the third. And I'm not complaining. Um, I'm just, again, letting you guys know the mind of your host and all that it takes to be in this position. So we will be joined by uh, our audience in this segment. We will be taking guests' questions and things like that as well. Uh, obviously, we've already gone over topics and things that the audience wanted us to go over. Um, but I kind of want to, I kind of want to take up some of your guys' audience time and go over this uh, this this last segment. Red pilling, fa- family and friends is now the time and stuff like that because. I had a very, very impactful conversation, uh, with Adam of Shamanic Philosophy of the Wayfinder podcast, uh, yesterday while trying to get these topics together. And he actually contributed to what I wanted to talk to you guys about, helping people discover courage and why people are the way that they are right now. Let me go ahead and get these news feeds out of the way. You know, um. Uh, Because I am overwhelmed and I did a show with our exclusive members this past Friday because I'm always doing something I had this revelation and I had to tell the audience this. I said, you know or better yet, I told our exclusive members this. I said, you know I don't work for the city. I don't work for this group that I'm affiliated with. I don't work for this group that I'm affiliated with, I work for this group that I'm affiliated with. I work for exclusive members. Mm-hmm. I work for the exclusive members. Now, all these things that I'm doing, all these things that I'm involved in, those are things that I'm involved in, I work for, our exclusive members. That's who pays me. That's that's who supports us. That's who gets this bitch going. <laughs> that's that's who's, 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 who's funding the development of the web app who's having me go over here on parlor. That's who's funding all of this that you're seeing, not the city, not these local organizations that I'm involved in, not business partners, none of that, nope. But the exclusive members, the audience, that's who funds this, that's who fuels me, that's who I need to be loyal to, you see. And I think it's kind of crazy because I had to have that revelation with the audience while I'm trying to lose my mind on all these other things that I'm involved in. Yes, they're important, but at the end of the day, it's the loyalty to, to to the people that got us here. It's going to take us that extra mile. You see. So I want to talk. I want to get people on, and I want to get you know their perspectives on coronavirus, on COVID nineteen, the, the these masks or these 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 statues being taken down. You know, I want to talk about that as well. But you know, the mask culture that's involved with that. But I want to get your guys' opinions on that. I just wanted to finish it out talking about helping people discover courage. Um, and why that is so important. I think that's like one of the reasons why we're here. You can call me either brave or stupid, whichever one, but I think that's one of the reasons why we're still here is because we're we're, we're doing just that. We're trying to help people discover courage. I mean, there's no way that we should be going along with everything you see happening and acting like this is okay, acting like this is normal. Um, you know, my reluctance towards, my own personal reluctance towards talking about justice, locking people up, prosecutions, indictments, and throwing them in jail, that's that's a little bit too extreme for me. But that might be because I come from a time where where everything seemed like it was okay, where everything seemed like it was chill. But it's gotten to a point to where things aren't okay, to where things aren't chill, to where things are getting crazy, things are getting worse. And if we have this kind of passive attitudes towards life and towards all these things that we're seeing, Again, embracing this lawlessness, it's going to get a lot worse. This is what I was talking to you guys about just last week. About how our minds have been configured to accept the lawlessness. We don't understand order. Fuck. We shy away from it. You get me? And so that's what's happening right now. So let me get into this. Yeah, I was going to talk about this, the, the, the thuggy symbolism from... Um, Middle Eastern culture, but I didn't wanna do that. We're gonna talk about red pill and family and friends is now the time. Um, I thoroughly feel like now may be the time, but because there is such a a, a convergence of so much information, you gotta think about whenever you went through your spiritual awakening or whenever you went down, whatever rabbit hole you went down, were you dealing with a crisis or were you able to go effectively de-stress someplace else? Were you able to process the information and things that you were listening to? Or were, you able just to, or were you forced to just take it all in? And I think that's what's so different about the time period that we're in. Yeah, people need to know the truth. Yes, we should be red pilling them, but will they hear it? People have become so resistant to truth these days. Do they know how to listen? I'm sure you experience it in your own personal life, right? You start talking with somebody, you, the conversation gets important. You guys start trying to finish each other's sentences and then out of nowhere ADD kicks in, boom, conversation's done. A lot of times and a lot of situations are like that. So is now the time to pill people? Are they receptive to the truth? Do they want to listen? That's up for you, you know? Personally, I feel like you can always insert different things that are going on. The next thing it wants to talk about is things to investigate and how to influence the masses. I don't think we'll do that. That's a, That's a trap, don't do that. But things to investigate is what you can accept in conversations. You can talk to people about things like the mask, about their freedoms, about their rights, right? The fact that people don't even understand that. It's a violation of HIPAA laws. Whenever you ask somebody to put a mask on, somebody might have a medical condition, you can't tell them to do that. But because people have no awareness of their rights, we're all being programmed by our phones, we're not able to slow down that social aspect and have an educational moment together collectively. You see, that's what Adam wanted me to talk about, or at least uh, wanted to poke my brain about as far as uh, how handling the masks. You may notice right here, I got this bandana on my head, courtesy of the folks over there at American Warrior Apparel. And it's got freedom right there. Up underneath it, you guys might be able to see it. And what I do, to be honest, is I hang it out in my back pocket like I'm a thug or a pirate or I'm a bandit or something like that. And out of courtesy, I pull it out saying, hey, here it is. But see, that's a sad thing. They don't, they just want to see it. They don't want to, they, they want to see it on you for sure, but they also want to see it. So if you're able to expose that kind of social contagion aspect, the fact that you have petty, uh, petty tyrants and petty authoritarians using this moment to seize power, that's a way to red pill family and friends. That's a way to talk about these things. But because I guess, again, Most people don't think like me. What's an easier way to explain this to people? How do you get people to become receptive to the truth when their entire life has been designed to remove them from it? If people don't want to hear the truth now, when will they ever? Will they hear it? Will they hear it whenever they get the COVID-19 vaccine shot? I mean, I feel like if you want the truth, I feel like that's where some of this this trust the plan stuff with Q's going. Will people trust the plan to get the vaccine shots right now? Uh, Nolan Sponsier says, there is absolutely no logic right now. Precisely. Have you tried to engage in an authentic and real conversation that has mutually beneficial components for each party (coughs) without getting uh, emotional, without getting triggered? You get me? This has all been done by design to rob us of our conversational skills and to rob us of actual topics to discuss. You know, I won't lie. um, And I think that's kind of, I had wanted to talk about that briefly, but there's so much stuff going on right now, it begins to get a little overwhelming. There's so many different things to talk about that if people don't want to talk about truth, you begin to understand where they're at. You know, like the, the girls at the gym they, they, they see me getting worked up over the stuff at the, the New Mexico Civil Guard, they see all the stuff I'm involved in, the, you know, the, the folks I'm talking to, but they would prefer to talk about, you know, ponies, or, you know, uh, animes, or, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, the puppy that I found, or, or, or subtle things like that. Regardless of everything else that's going on in the world, people have to have a certain level of normalcy bias, and that's where that fits in, so you can figure out how to and set the truth to reptile people but ultimately it's whether or not people seek the truth and unfortunately because we're in upside down clown world these days there is no logic people don't want to uh, employ critical thinking skills have logic have reason they don't want that shit they want to be emotional they want to be irrational they want to be foolish because that's easier that's what i'm saying beforehand by people wanting to be validated in their hysteria so yes i would i would employ people where I would I, I would I would recommend people to go out there and try to red pill people, to go out there to see these things, to see what you're up against, to stop talking to this echo chamber called our page. Go out there and be armed with the facts and have this discussion. Because I'm sure you're having it one way share or another in your life. The question is, how far are you willing to push it? I'll say this and then I'll I'll move on with the topics. You know, ha <laughs> ha. I don't, know, I don't know if I told you guys this, bro, I don't know if I told you guys this, but I've been telling people around my neighborhood this. I was out here in my yard picking weeds from my garden, and this little old lady walks by, you know, I'm picking weeds from my garden, bro. Handful of weeds right here. This lady walks by, I've moved in this place, I've been here for the past two years, this lady walks by with her dog. And she does this double take, like like she's about to snap her neck something out of the poltergeist, like, what? What? Me and the girlfriend are in the yard, picking weeds, and she, she stops, whoa, like, 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 holy shit. And says, you guys live here? You live here? You two live here. I'm like in a bro-beater, fistful of weeds, you know. Girlfriend's got her pops on the phone. Dogs are running around in the background. We're chilling, picking weeds from our yard. And I don't know what went through this lady's mind, but she must have thought either the couple that did live here was rich enough to hire this interracial couple to come pick weeds in their little little garden, or she thought no freaking way could this young interracial couple be out here picking weeds. There's no way they could have this house with this garden, these puppies, this lawn. No way. There's no way that you two live here. I've been walking past here for the past year and a half and I've never seen you. I've seen your dogs, I've seen your chickens, but I've not seen you two. So what do you do with someone like that? Who doesn't realize that they're they're being extraordinarily racist? <laughs> she goes on to say that we've got to stop this. Uh, who are you voting for? She goes on to ask me who I'm voting for after saying, you two live here? So yeah, I live here, what the fuck? Who did you vote for? Um, ma'am, I might have to ask you to leave. I don't know what the, it, it was the most awkward thing. You see, but this is people. Do you try to red pill these people? Do you try to talk to these people? Is now the time? I don't think so. If you want the truth. And so thank God we have a gate and she begins to just kind of pass by and watch us as we work in the yard you know we told her that we didn't vote at all because we don't believe in the system and I think that kind of blew her mind you know that we could just be here doing this work and having a nice house and a nice life uh, not believing in the system or not asking for a handout from the system you see and so that's, that's my way of trying to red pill this person of saying hey you know you can be successful in life and not have to use government as your God. That led into a larger discussion with the, or, 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 or with, with neighbors and other uh, people in my community about how people on the left unfortunately are taking this as like a religion and they're trying to convert you. That's the thing. I think that's the whole thing that I was trying to explain with that little story is you need to learn to red pill people because some people are far gone and they're so far gone that they need to convert you. So if you're not willing to stand up for yourself or explain your own views or understand why you have the viewpoint that you have, you've got to understand that there are people trying to convert you that think you're doing things the wrong way. So I'm going to go ahead and start getting guests on. Maybe that'll recycle some some thoughts. And then we'll, we'll I'll, I'll try to talk about helping people discover courage uh, in between things. But this is the world that we are living in. Let's go ahead and get... Uh, I think elevating knowledge, elevating knowledge, UK, nope, nope, maybe, elevating knowledge. Yo, yo, bro. What's going on, brother? How are you? I'm good, thanks. How you, doing? Oh, I'm hanging in there, my friend.
3: Fight. I'm in London, man. I'm literally just watching everything that's happening in America happen here now. So it's a bit,
0: it's a bit crazy. Do we look like we're having a, an epileptic seizure, or how do we look over, in your eyes? Um, honestly,
3: I feel like a lot of people are waking up, but I do feel like a lot more people should be waking up. i I actually made this page because of your page. I'm not gonna lie because a lot of people in the UK don't really know what's happening compared to America, which is kind of sad. So I started this page about six months ago. So, yeah, I've just been trying to just wake up as many people as I can. I don't force them to believe what I believe in, but I just get them to research and send them videos and stuff.
0: Just to check out. Well, I feel like that's, to be honest, man, um, I was having this thought before coming on to the show. It's like, how do we... Because we're, we're, we're at that weird point where the quickening is taking place, that singularity point where everything is converging. There's no way I'm going to be able to report on all this stuff. And I was thinking before coming onto the show, how do, how, how do I make everybody else into a, into a freedom faction of their own? How do I begin to export this stuff to where you can report, well, report on what's going on in your world, uh, your state, your, your country, or even from your worldview? view? Um, if you could speak a little bit about that people waking up and what our responsibility is to help assist it. Um,
3: I, I personally think in regards of that, I think a lot of people need to like get rid of their ego as well and not care what people think right now. I think that's a big, big issue. So I had my old personal Instagram page where I used to put, post on it and not a lot of people agreed with the stuff that I did or like, they weren't really in my actual life. They were just people I met five years ago from my old work. They said they weren't really in my life. So I'm in a new personal Instagram, and I made this. So I'm posting stuff that will resonate to people that's not really understanding what's happening, so they can see it. So I post certain stuff on there. And for the people that actually know what's happening in a wider aspect of things, I post it onto here. So that's what I've done. I think, yeah, people shouldn't care what people think now, because I think that's the biggest problem, because we're going to regret it. So what if... Certain people are not open-minded and they think we're crazy. Most of the stuff that we're saying has happened now. And families are coming back to me saying, damn, like, yo, this is actually real. Like, it's happening. I'm like,
0: yeah. And and let me ask you a question on that because I feel like we're being in this position. I think everybody's kind of not necessarily stressing or struggling, but trying to figure out where to go from next. We're moving from the realm of theory into the world of reality. And we're trying to figure out, okay, what next?
3: Mm, yeah that's the thing that I'm thinking about I mean what do you think I mean people are protesting and stuff but do you think using a system like the systematic protests is it going to help
0: you know in a weird way I, I know this sounds somewhat pessimistic but I don't think it'll help in its current form some of these projects, uh, some of these protests are being like deliberately hijacked and manipulated and taken to extreme riot positions, to where we don't yeah. even know what these protests are for anymore. Um, I was talking about this just the other day. That this is that totalitarian technocratic tiptoe, where we, we realize we're in a trap, and so we've got to work our way out. They they say that we're locked down, but we're only allowed to protest for blah blah blah. They they, they try to set us up to put us in positions to where we play right into their hands. And so I'm trying to figure out how to explain this to people, this, this, I guess, 40 chests, as some people explain it, or the tiptoe, however you want to look at it. But that's yeah. that's what I look at with these protests is they expect these items or they expect these, these things to be here only for them to be manipulated for, for, for further agendas. So I'm trying to figure out how do we create a narrative to kind of counter that and empower people instead of going along uh, instead of going along
3: with the degeneration. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking as well. I agree with what you're saying. That's why I don't participate in any protests. I just try to share stuff. And I think when they do, let's be real, I feel like they're going to definitely make uh, forced vaccines on us. I yes, think yes. when that comes, that's when the real protests should happen. That's when, fit. I mean, some people say, oh, it's going to be too late then, but what's the options? If we do it now, it's going to get hijacked. We're going to look crazy. But that will definitely happen, 100%. People will protest for that. But in terms of now, in terms of, like, um, making people aware, like, I don't know, man. I feel like we should, I don't know where, I don't know, like, it sounds kind of, like, crazy, but I I don't know. I feel like we should have, like, wristbands and stuff, like, to symbolize certain beliefs, like, we're all together or certain things, like clothing and stuff. We need to start doing that. We need to start bycotting these companies. They They don't care about us. They've never been for us. So why don't people like yourself and I, we make our own uh, certain company brands. I'll personally buy it. I swear to God, I'll buy it. I don't care if it's comfortable or not. I'll buy it. I'll support it. And it says certain words or certain stuff to like kind of get us to come together or question reality. That I think that would be the yes. best thing to do.
0: Yes. Well, that was. Uh, oh man, you're, you're taking the words out of my mouth because that's what I wanted to talk about at the end of helping people discover courage. Just talking about the pro-human renaissance-based future in conscious culture, and how that's, that's, by even having this discussion right now, we are, we're creating that conscious culture. We're trying to figure out how to, co- how to counter this, this, this narrative of compliance, of conformity. We've got to figure out how to fight that with creativity. But my friend, I like where your head's at. Uh, what do you want to, what do you want to leave the audience with so we can get somebody else on? I don't want to, I don't want to cut you off, but I love where your head's at, and I want to get somebody else on because I'm, nah, I appreciate I, we need to
3: have that um i just want to say everyone to stay strong they're, they're psychologically trying to destroy us right now it's affecting me it's affecting you everyone so stay strong get on top of it and secondly before i go i just want to say i appreciate what you're doing like big big up yourself so
0: yeah I'll i appreciate you, what you're doing bro thank go you on. brother I, appreci- I appreciate you uh contributing this thought to the discussion that we need to have i think everybody's having it but Hearing it come from other people, I feel like, amplifies those initial feelings. So thank you for spending that with us, my friend. Be safe.
3: You too. See you
0: soon. There he goes. Elevating knowledge. Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about uh, as far as the pro-human renaissance-based future, creating like a conscious culture. This is what I mean by voting with your dollars, voting with your lifestyle, understanding that you have much more to contribute to the discussion than you think, but because we're not... We're, we're we're too busy fighting instead of creating. You see, this is why I wanted to have on, why I wanted to reach out to G. Edward Griffin to talk to us about the history of communism. To talk about how we are the man, we're the manifestations of the reinforcements that he's talking about. He did he did this documentary back in like the '80s, and then you think, good lord, why didn't my parents care about communism? Why didn't Why wasn't I warned about this? It's because they did a good job covering it up. And so now, and this is what I talked about with our guest, Craig Fitzgerald, on the history of communism. Now we are dealing with the decadence and the degeneracy of the previous generation. So it is upon us to create a better tomorrow. It is a generational issue and a multi-generational problem, no doubt. But if we don't start trying to wrap our minds around the solutions and being a part of that, being a part of that fucking talk, we're going to become a part of the problem. So, let's, so let me go ahead and get uh, Nolan Sponsler on. Nolan, Sponsler, Sponsler, Nolan. What's up, bro? Wow, a, a little bit of everything, my friend. How are you? I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. Good. Where are you joining us from, and how does it look in your area?
6: Uh, I live in St. Louis, Missouri. And things, I mean, half the population here um, acts like nothing ever happened. And then the other half, um, it's a lot of divide here, for sure.
0: With with all the protests and stuff going on, because was it Missouri where they had the, uh, where they burned down the Wendy's?
6: Um, I think it was. There's a lot of stuff that got burned down here, for sure. There was that, I'm sure, I think you've posted uh, photos of it. There was that attorney and her husband or two attorneys here in St. Louis that came out during a protest. Yes. And Um, they were firebombing people. Yeah. These people were just walking by their house and then they came out with their guns.
0: Um, Oh, oh, wait, no. You're talking about, um, you're talking about what we posted just the other day with that couple outside of their, outside of their McMansion with the AR and the.
6: Oh yeah. Yeah, Exactly
0: yeah that oh, man so i I don't mean to detract, but uh what are your thoughts? I'm sorry, that's just me poking and prod uh, um, yeah what are your uh, thoughts on things
6: My thoughts are i so my girlfriend's grandfather passed due to complications from covid um so i I certainly understand the danger for those of us that are older or have existing health condition, conditions and such. Um, I really don't, I don't know what to think. All I know is that I'm doing the best that I can to, um, it's, it's, the, the answer I keep coming back to is to focus on bettering yourself. Yes. And because yes. It's, there's just so much stuff going on right now that you can't hardly keep up with anything. Um, and everyone wants to make change and be part of the movement, um, but I think a lot of people like me don't really know how to help or don't have that the means to really put a significant dent into anything
0: um, to think about it, just just to interject, man, because I'm, I'm glad you brought this up, you know that we need to be using this time to heal and get better, but most people want to help this situation and are just not sure how yeah i think i think because i have like several years of doing this and doing whatever the hell it is i'm doing from the podcast to the page and to the now community work and all this other stuff my mind's a little bit different so my 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 position kind of in this fight is a little bit more defined the fact that you're even having this thought process and figuring out hey what skills do i have and what can i bring to the table that's the important part most people don't even want to get involved though and so when you're when you're getting your mind situated and wrapped around the situation, that's a little bit more difficult than people who are saying, Nope, this isn't happening. I can't do anything. I don't care. Just give me my vaccine. I don't I don't I don't want to get involved. You yeah. gotta think about this. You're you're getting to that point to where you're saying, Okay, I I'm a little bit upset with this stuff. I wanna figure out what I can do because I don't want to go along with it. You're realizing your views may not align with they might not align with me, but they sure as shit do not align with what's being offered to you, and that's the most important part.
6: Well, I tell you what—that's why I respect and, and follow your page because at least you're genuine with what you're trying to do. Um, most sources out there have different agendas, so.
0: I try, man. You know, that's that's what yeah. I'm saying. Is people—we're losing this level of like being normal and human, and like being able to connect, admitting that we make mistakes. Saying I'm not imperfect, that I'm imperfect. Like people, we're, we're, I just, I just try to be real. That's it. I just try to shoot people straight and be honest because we're missing that, man. We're having to tiptoe around people, use political correctness, uh, make sure you have your mask on. And this is making us insane. Yeah. It's not, we're not establishing authentic and real relationships with people. So I try to echo that through what I do. Because that's, I feel like, what people need. They need that level of authenticity.
6: You know, I was just, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I flew to visit a friend in Reno. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to go into airports and, and see what, so you, you try to get on a, you know, when you get on a flight, they tell you that you need to wear your masks at all time. except if you're eating. Oh. And
0: <laughs> everyone's on the flight.
6: Yeah, and cows
0: just just sliding food up there.
6: Yeah, I mean, like everyone's on the plane, like no masks on. There half of them take them off when they get on, and the doors close. It's like um, if we're, you know, if we're really serious about and and understand the effectiveness of masks, then we should all get on board and do it. You know, instead of just kind of acting like we're doing it and. It, I I don't even know if this is a good a good tangent to go on because then you look at the the testing numbers and mm-hmm. the numbers rising and you can't even you can't really trust that either because they have admitted that they've the some of the numbers were wrong and
0: just, so I don't like, I don't even know what to think. No bro, you're not you're not wrong. I think everybody's having this same thought process with themselves. It's like okay, where are these numbers coming from? What is the second wave? What are we supposed to be freaking out about? how am I going to lose my rights? This doesn't make sense.
5: Yeah it but doesn't. The numbers
0: don't the numbers don't line up. our reaction to it don't line up. no, no the no, narratives make don't make sense, but you're telling us we have to be in fear of what? Right yeah. of what? Yeah but that's the thing people don't people don't pay attention to these types of things and so they say, oh okay well, second wave. I guess I have to go back up in my home again. And that's the very dangerous thing. Right. So, so, so you're right in asking questions, man. Well, uh, but...
6: luckily, luckily for me, I, I work out of my house. I'm a, I, I'm a lapidary artist. So that's I, I cut gemstones for a living. Nice. And luckily I work out of my house and I only have to leave to go get groceries and such. Um, but I think this is going to be a time where those of us who did get furloughed or lost their jobs and are working from home, like, this is an opportunity for everybody to get a leg up. Um, Whatever money you've had saved, um, pursue your passions. Yes. And, yeah, I mean, this is the time where you didn't have time to do it in the past, now you do.
0: No, I I agree wholeheartedly. This is a, that what? I'll answer what you're saying on the other side. Uh, Final thoughts, what do you want to leave the audience with? Um,
6: Dig deep, search for what you uh, really want to do with your life, and pursue it with all your energy and watch the world change over the course of 20, 30 years because of it.
0: That's how it works. Well, stay safe out there, Nolan. I appreciate you dropping your thoughts, my friend. For sure. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, bro. There he goes. There you go. Nolan. I think I pronounced his name Nolan Sponcier. I think that's because I turned the L into a, an I. But yeah, Nolan. Uh, I, I like what he was saying because, again, that ties into that pro-human renaissance-based future that I'm talking about, creating that conscious culture. Um this is what I was trying to allude to with the fourth industrial revolution as well as the socioeconomic reformation. I know, I'm, I know it sounds like I'm throwing out a whole bunch of different phrases to you guys, but you've got to wrap your mind around these types of things that are going on. Like Nolan said, focusing on yourself, become an entrepreneur, or an, an entrepreneur p- pursue your passion. Whenever we do like a breakdown of what's going on over here with Agenda 2030, and the sustainable development, I'm sure what we'll touch on is again, the great reset and how we, we're realizing that our economic system is flawed, it's failed, it's, it's defunct, it doesn't work, it's not sustainable in their eyes. And so what they're gonna do is create a system that allows people to empower themselves. Some people will say that this is the mark of the beast style system you will neither be able to buy nor sell without receiving the mark. I'd like to think that in the future, we can have at least wearable technologies or something to that degree to where we don't have to be blind and obedient slaves. But this is again, a part of that same narrative, that same conversation. You get a lot of people that are order takers and obedient that don't really do things for themselves. This particular time period shows who's working, who's waiting, who's building, who's consuming, you see. So 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 very, 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 very appropriate uh, when talking about pursuing passions and creating more of that conscious culture. I think what's crazy, again, is we talked about this uh, at the start of the year, not even at the start of the year, a little bit towards like the first fourth, uh, the first quarter, this evolution of warfare, the financial warfare aspect, you know. Again, creating that system of empowerment instead of buying into the system of the slavery, learning to to, to to discover what you can do instead of paying somebody to work for you. Very, very interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll figure out a better way to explain it in the future, uh, but I hope you guys get my point. We're finally beginning to have that discussion and I feel like it's very important. Aaron, Aaron Emmanuel. Let's get Aaron on here. Yo.
7: Aaron. What's going on, boss man? How you doing? Uh, I'm good, brother. How are you? Good, good, man. You know, it's funny. I was sitting here in my little garden, in my backyard, um, and that story that you told earlier about your neighbor who walked by, mm-hmm. that is literally the same thing that happened to me. No and way. It spoke to, it spoke to me so much, because I'm i am 30 years old. All my own house is in my backyard. So... This is what my is little... That log. Is that log? Yeah, I That's live in SoCal. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. the funny thing is, is literally the same thing. I moved in, um, and when I moved in, man, nobody wanted to talk to me at first. And one lady just happened to walk by and say, hey, you know, uh, not ask me what my name is, anything. You live here? Like, yeah, you know, it's a young kid, dreadlocks, whatever. You live here? Yeah, yeah I live here. Um, you know, this is a conservative neighborhood. Wow. Okay. You know, whatever. That's fine. I'm conservative too. That's what I told her. Like, I don't uh, care if you have to say, you know, just leave me alone type deal. So I just wanted to let you know that what you said right there really spoke to me, and I've, I've been actually struggling with that myself. I was wondering how um, how to deal with just people um, because they don't know who I am. They don't know my you know my preferences. They don't know anything about me. But it's 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 funny because. I I have that trigger where I want to kind of like teach people stuff. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I don't know if that's actually necessarily the best thing to do in this such a divided time. So I just wanted to let you know that you're not the, I, that happened to me. Like, and that that really spoke to me. And even the guy before this, the the, the guy who does the gemstones, you know, and it does his own thing. It's it's so hard when you try to remove yourself from the norm, and you, you could be an example of just being yourself, but i don't even know so i just wanted to let you know like oh you know what let me show you something It's crazy show me so all right so this is my house right Ooh. so those people passed away and they had a yard sale and so over
0: here nice.
7: uh, i guess they were shriners and so i bought this from the yard sale at the house it was 35 dollars, right
0: wow that's a that's a decent amount of history for 35 bucks bro yeah holy and crap. so
7: i as i was going through their house Keep this. Sorry about the house is messy, You're so fine. don't get on me Instagram. Right? They you also fine. had these. Look at this. They had stuff just like this. Uh. They had these that they were selling for thirty-five cents on
0: their refrigerator. And so, so other people wouldn't buy them. I literally bought them all. So was but this was this in the same was this in your neighborhood? This is the, the same, same neighborhood. neighborhood where that lady's telling you, "Hey, this, this is, is from a that same neighborhood." neighborhood. This uh. is the
7: same neighborhood. This is the same lady that I first met, with and she passed. So wow. This is literally this house across the street, right there, <laughs> you know, and so what I'm saying is I don't know it's hard it's a for for people like us who are who live differently, especially like um it's it's hard because we don't know what to do or what to say, so whether you're protesting or not or whether whatever you're doing, I think it's just best that you stick to yourself, mm-hmm. you invest in yourself. And then people will just see you for who you are, basically, outside of everything else. So nobody would really know, you know, what you're doing or who you are or anything like that. But you have this type of clown shit with, you know, people hating. And you have people who are just going to accept you for who you are. But if you're not actually out there um, just trying to be the best, I don't know.
0: But see, that's the thing. I, I really feel like a lot of a lot of what we're charged to do, like our generation, we're supposed <laughs> to shatter these these ideas of whatever, whatever the previous generation has of us, like live by example is the easiest way that I can explain it, because people don't really seem to get that we don't want handouts, we don't want to yeah. deal with all this nonsense. This yeah. this this presupposed idea you have of us—that's just you having like a, having a villain in your head. That's you. That's yeah. that's why these Karens are the way that they are. Unfortunately, yeah, we wouldn't be dealing with people who react negatively to seeing things that they're uncomfortable by. If they weren't taught that, that's why we're dealing with that. We're, we're, we're literally having this conversation right now. What would you do if somebody come did this to you? Would you react the same way they would? Would you match their energy? Or would you show them how much a fool they are and then begin to proceed with your life? The right. problem is, is people get down into that level. They start getting crazy with them. They start fighting. They start getting fooled. Mm-hmm. Guess what? The cops are going to call. They're going to get called on us. Because and I, that's I, think that's that's why, I think that's why so
7: many people... Uh, we're willing to risk their lives not knowing. Well, I mean, we, I knew from you, obviously, the coronavirus, how much, how much, you know, what was really going on, but a lot of people were, they don't even care. I think people don't they even don't. care. That's just like you're saying. People have seen so much injustice, so much craziness, they don't even care at this point. So they're just gonna do whatever they wanna do. And it's hard to, it's almost impossible to educate people at this moment in time. You've had to just kind of yes. like, play out. But I do appreciate, um, your page I repost you all the time I definitely appreciate your information man and and I just wanted to let you know that I don't want to take up all your time but I appreciate it and and thank you very much for that I just want to share that story with you because I'm like damn that happened to me and I'm like that's
0: crazy you know well how crazy is that though that people say like hey listen who Mm -hmm. did you vote for like think about that that's like asking somebody what's your what's your religion what do you believe
7: in that was the second question I got asked do you live here who'd you vote for we're a conservative neighborhood.
0: I'm like, oh, okay.
7: Well, hey. You know. that's
0: sad, nothing, that's, but that should have nothing to do. Uh-uh. I, I don't know, I don't know. So I, I, I mean, I appreciate so you sharing I'm here. I I'm here you with you sharing you. it, man. It's yeah. just crazy to think about this because this is, this is the world that we're inheriting. And we, I feel like these are the choices before us. We can either engage this level of lunacy or I guess have to be the bigger people. But what happens when we don't want to be the bigger people and we get tired of trying to be Mr. Nice? I don't I don't know if these kids,
7: especially um the, the younger generation, the seventeen, fifteen, they seem to be different from us though. Yes. In all honesty. Yes. They don't the same type of things don't seem to bother them as much. I this is like my nephew, he's he's seventeen now. This is his first real time seeing racism. You know what I'm saying? It's his first real time really seeing it on that. So I don't know. I think we have a lot of hope for the future, honestly, because mm-hmm. these kids don't seem to care about as much stuff as we were what we kind of saw when we were growing up. So, hopefully, um, with that and just God, people will literally make a change. I'm not just saying that just to be, you know, cliche or whatever, but I so, think yeah. that I think with all these cultures blending, all these interracial relationships, everybody has a white person, Mexican person, black person in their family. Eventually, this shit's got to come to a halt. It just is what. we all got to be really tolerant of each other. And I think we're getting closer every day. But at we the are, same time, you know, we got to know that we're far away. You know, we still have a long
0: way to go. And I think you touched on it right there. That's how you know we're closer is because more of these, they wouldn't be trying to push race war were race relations not, not, as, bad, not as bad as they perceive. Like mm-hmm. things are bad, but it's not as bad as they're making it. And I think that's how we know that the healing is taking place. But, Aaron, I hey. want to say thank you, my friend. I appreciate Pleasure. you joining us. All right, you guys. Did you want to leave the audience with a final message?
7: Oh, um, man, live your life. It's not... The funny part is a lot of stuff isn't that difficult. It's just about treating people the way you want to be treated and doing the things that are right. So if you see something that's wrong, you got to be able to take a step back, right? And logically think about it. Sometimes I see stuff and it takes me a day or two just to even respond to what I saw. Mm -hmm. But to be a logical person, you need that time to take a step back. You know what I mean? You need that time to really analyze things because sometimes we, I mean, we all have biases. We all have, we all have, um, things or you know, that are in our past or our history that we think about that we're like, shit, this is because of this and this and this and that, but we need to take a step back. So if you look, if you take a step back from a lot of things and you just wait a little bit on it and then you make your decision, you're going to make a lot better decision than just acting off emotions. So I could just clap the shit out it. that lady old lady like, get out of here, you know, going to be in jail and then, you know, I'll lose everything.
0: Instead, I just said, hey,
7: you know, it is what it is. And, you know, come back to it later. So, all right. She
0: she just saw me join the Neighborhood Watch Association after that. Yeah, another, somebody else in the neighborhood came by (laughs) and was like, oh, hey, how's it going? Come on over here. Nice. Get on over here. Oh, you want me to sign this? Yeah, for sure. You you have yourself a good one. Can you believe this, bitch? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, man. That's how it works. That's how it works, though. Hey, all right, You guys have a good one. Peace. There he goes. Aaron, Aaron Emmanuel, you go. You know, I think uh, obviously I can learn a lot. You guys, the audience, I'm um, I'm not a violent man and I'm not an angry man, but I do need to learn to not be so reactive. You know, uh, Aaron was definitely right. You need to learn to take time. Don't be a racist, Uh, but also don't be reactive. And I find myself sometimes being in this position, sometimes uh, being reactive, um, and it's 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 important to learn patience so you can become proactive. Um, I think that's where a lot of people are. And obviously that's where they want us to be. They don't want us to employ logic or critical thinking skills. They want us to be reactive and emotional. Um, and that's why I do what I do, is because I, I'll put it to you this way. I was listening to Andy Priscilla the owner of first form fitness and the s2 fashion s2 faction supplement company um, and he was talking about how people people need to people need to figure out how to get into it people need to figure out how to care more you know and oftentimes we don't he was, he was talking about mental discipline and the necessity that people need or, 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 the, or the tactics and the skills that people need to build that mental discipline, to have that detailed muscle, right? This ties into not being reactive, teaching yourself to not become triggered by events, but focusing on what exactly it is that, that upsets you, right? Getting to the root cause of the thing that causes you dis- discomfort. He was talking about how, you know, Simple things like this, washing down the toilet seat, you know, cleaning up the sink, doing And and this, this isn't me talking about Aaron's house. I'm not saying that your house is dirty. If you would see my house, you would see that it's extremely dirty. I'm just talking about it as a general concept building that, that, that detail muscle, but how you're not doing it for the bathroom or for the store or for the state or for the community. You're doing it for yourself because you have a certain level of standards that you have to be a certain way. You're cleaning the bathroom stall because, well, you like things to be a certain way. You're opening the door because, well, you have standards for other people. You're making sure you're drinking water because you want to be hydrated. People don't think about these things. They don't have proper healthy habits or proper healthy routines or behaviors, but because they don't build that, that, that discipline, that, that, that detailed muscle in their brain, they don't care. Isn't that what Aaron was saying? But unfortunately, people don't care about COVID. They also don't care about the, about the rights that they're going to lose going along with this as well. But you see, I care. I've cared for a long time. That's why I'm like, that's why I'm like this. That's why I'm able to explain these things and say we, we can't fault people for not caring. They were basically born and bred not to care. This is a revelation I had like two years ago. I said, shucks, man, I got to stop getting mad at people because, well, I can't blame them. They don't have the skills to care. They don't know how to care. I'll say that one more time. You can't be mad at them because they don't know how to care. They don't know what to care about. These conversations that we're having, these things that we're explaining, this is, this is a dialogue. This is a language. This is a discussion. This is a conversation. I'm sure a conversation that most people haven't had in quite some time. That's why it's refreshing whenever people do talk with us. Because what you're having is, hey, you're you're relieving the stress. You're being authentic. You're connecting. You're being real. You're not being fake. You're not put some mask on. That's what I wanted to try to talk about as well. It, it, it explaining the symbolism behind wearing a mask. You see how when you put a mask on, you're 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 getting less oxygen to your brain, so you're not thinking clearly. So again, you're further dissociating yourself from yourself, right? because everybody has to put on an air quotes societal mask for the social contract, but then putting a mask on on top of that mask that you're putting on for society, it further disassociates yourself from yourself. That's why you don't see me doing that shit because I'm not down to disassociate. I'm not down to engage in delusional thinking. I'm just not. So yes, I'm learning to not be reactive. And this is something that I think a lot of people would benefit from. Uh, This is why we do the shows in 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 the fashion that we do so we can speak on these issues. And again, that ties into the conscious culture, becoming proactive and not reactive, matching your awareness with preparedness. Everything here we're discussing ties into this and more. I think we might have time for one more guest. Toxic goud, Goud. Toxic, join us. Toxic
8: good morning. Well, different? no, not good morning. I'm bucking out. What time is it? <laughs> 4.30. I'm sorry. Oh, my That'd
0: God. 4.30? Yeah. Where are you? I'm in New York. You're in New York? Yeah. Oh, well, are we being are we being quiet
8: right now? No, no, no. Go ahead. Do your thing. I'm listening, but I wanted to show you how I was woke, like how I woke up.
0: Like, Educate
8: us. I woke us. up through going homeless, bro. Like, I used to have a lot of money when I was dealing with Bitcoin a long time ago. So, if you go look at the Bitcoin chart, right, mm-hmm. around 13, 14, 15, you start seeing the chart go up. So I'm like, I'm trading Bitcoin. We could buy Domino's Pizza for 10,000 Bitcoin. Like, what's the issue? You know what I'm saying? Oh so if you ever look, the first Bitcoin transaction was ever for pizza, for 10,000 Bitcoin was for pizza. So long story short, I'm not going to fucking rabbit hole you. But around, if you go look at the Bitcoin chart around... 2014 to 2016 New Year's Eve the day I went bankrupt from Bitcoin yo it was crazy bro like I had a, like maybe 200 and some 274 Bitcoin at one time and I was using them to trade over the day trade and then overnight it goes up so I'm like okay somebody's inflating this shit but it's not us so who is it and then a year later after I lose everything yes. Yeah, after, after I lose everything, you know, I start working a regular job, whatever. I lose my high life or whatever. I start going depression, and I'm like, yo, fuck this shit. I'm going back in. I got to see what the fuck's going on. Like, I got to see what the fuck's going on, right? I got to get my
0: grind up.
8: Yeah, so now they lay me off of my job. I'm a union worker now. Now I'm a regular person. So now I'm brainwashed. So I'm like, okay, regular person now. Stop thinking. <laughs> right? Now y'all fucking God. do this shit to me. Now I'm in the house. Y'all pay me more than what I was making at work. The fuck is going
0: on? It doesn't make sense, bro.
8: Yeah, so I'm like, wait, okay. All right, let me start day trading. Let me go look at Bitcoin and everything again. Let me just reset my life. Let me start over. So now I'm looking at the shit. Okay, the ticker pips is this for okay, boom. Oh, y'all motherfuckers was betting against me for 10 years. <laughs> oh. oh my god. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, oh, wait, oh wait. Let me watch Netflix and everything else now. Let's, now wait, now let me fuck every fuck everything. Let me start over since the 1929 my father used to work for the stock exchange for 30 years before he went homeless and they told him that he can't work he he can't he can't invest into the stock market because he works for the stock exchange so you have to sign a fine print to say that you don't work for the stock exchange because it's called insider trading okay all right okay I don't. I'm lost like that now. I'm at this part of my life now. now, Yeah, now now I'm. I'm, This is my journey now. Now we are on my type of time. Like you ain't your type of time. Now we on my type of time. I'm trying to figure my shit out, bro. So I'm not here to rant all day. But I'm definitely fucking tapped to fucking. And you're not fucking lying. Shit is real. The shit is real. People's life they fucking with. They fuck with my fathers, and I'm definitely gonna fuck with this. That is on guarantee on my dead grandfather. I'm gonna get them bro I don't have that much money But I'm gonna short them As much as I can Every morning by 11 o'clock This shit is bullshit The motherfuckers Is playing golf By fucking 1 o'clock And we're over here Working overtime 24 hours a day To make nickels and dimes. The shit ain't no. fucking right bro The shit is fucking wrong bro It is I'm, I'm out But I'm gonna listen
0: No I, I, Be safe Is all I'm gonna say I'd love to have you back on To talk about the Hey I'm not going Where, where am I gonna go? Where, where, where we gonna go where am I gonna go Where am I gonna go no idea. Exactly. I'm here go listening, ahead. brother. Be safe. I'll
8: All right. Talk you to too. You soon. All right.
0: Bitcoin. There you go. Toxic God. There he goes. 226. We've got uh, roughly four minutes or so. Uh, transcendent. Get in here. Transcendent. Get in here. We have, a, uh, we have roughly three minutes or so. Uh, she wanted to have from last week, but we ran out of time. I want to go ahead and try to get uh, Transcendent Consciousness on, too, uh, before we go before beforehand. Uh, I would definitely like to have Toxic God back on to break down Bitcoin, and I'm sorry to hear about that, and it's crazy to hear about that because it really could happen like overnight, and I think it's crazy that he broke down uh, how fast it happened, too. Yeah, he was sending Bitcoin. fucked him, like the like the stock market market did with his father, and so that's a uh, a whole a whole separate thing. Yeah, we'll have to have him back on to talk about that in the future if he does join us because it is a, a huge thing. Could you imagine having like, and this this happened just just this past week. This uh, twenty year old dude that lost like millions of dollars, he committed suicide having the same issue take off your wifi if you can't uh, transcend it and then try to join us one more time. Uh, but just last week, somebody was doing uh Bitcoin trading or cryptocurrency trading. And I think because of the, because of the service that they were using and the exchange that they were using, they lost millions of dollars. And Unfortunately, the, 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 uh, the individual killed himself. He was like 20 years old, but, um, I'm. I'm. i actually. That's what I'm saying. I'm glad the toxic God didn't do that because messing with that type of money and then having to go back into a normal, a normal routine of things from being able to buy like a Domino's just because you could, and then just being like a regular day person with a nine to five struggling to pay for gas. I don't think most people. I don't think most people get that concept. You see, so uh, this is money. This is Bitcoin. This is the capitalist society. This is the technocracy. This is the hustle. I did. It won't let me. Uh, What what I might have to do, transcendent, um, because we are running out of time, what I might have to do, and this goes for anybody that's listening now and in the future, what I'll let you guys do is record like a two or three minute long video. Do it yourself hold your phone up, record it for two or three long minutes, send it to me and then I can play it while we're doing the show. Someone's over here asking me if I have tools. I think you should arm yourself. Um, but for transcendent consciousness and other future listeners that want to have this opportunity to get a message out to the audience, you can do so by recording your own message two or three, no longer than five minutes long, send it to us. We'll play it in the second segment. Where people can listen to the message. Uh, because again, this is your platform. This is the house that you guys built. Uh, but unfortunately, the timer just popped down. Let's 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 see if we can get you try to get you in one more time, transcend If not, I gotta close it out. Uh, we're looking
1: at about a minute
0: and thirty seconds. man. Come on now. I think you got us all on the edge of our seats. Come on! Okay. Um, Unfortunately, transcendence. I'm going to have to. I got to start closing it out. Please do so. I'll make sure that you're the first person I play when we do the show. Okay? Um, We are taking a break. Like I said, let me go ahead and start closing stuff out for you guys. Uh, We are taking a break. I think we'll be back July 10th. No, that's the first exclusive members episode that I have, I'll be doing a show with them uh, July 10th. We'll be back, I think, July 13th, maybe. I'm not sure, we'll see. I'm taking a two-week break to get reconfigured because I'm losing my mind. Um, and that's the easiest way to say it. We're gonna take a quick break. And when we come back, hopefully we'll feel a lot better and a little bit more configured with everything that's going on. Uh, but support the pop, support the operation. Join our exclusive members program, patreon.com forward slash freedomfaction. Uh, support us. Vote with your dollars. Vote with your lifestyle. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is my Zara, Freedom Faction.
1: Out.